Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to the Brent Berry episode of Hackett Chat, the NBA's first podcast with a man who has 22 pop figures. 22. I don't have enough room on my actual work desk. I just have a bunch of toys. With me, as always, is our favorite cartoon construction worker, Bob the Builder. Can we do it? Yes, we Dan. Yes, yes, we Dan. Dan, what are we here to do today? Oh, we're here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Latrell Sprewell. Behind the MacBook, we have the inhuman of our internet, Gyro. It's nice to be here. We're happy you showed up. We're glad that you showed up, whether you showed up on our YouTube page. Uh, by, you could do so, like help us out. Do so by hitting the buttons. There's like a subscribe button and then a thumb up. Uh, if you're doing so via podcast stuff there, SoundCloud, Google Play Store, iTunes, all of that. Hit the likes and the and the ratings and the share with people because we appreciate that. We're we, we love that you're here and, and we we appreciate the fact that you've decided to uh, to join us and subscribe like Gyro has. Yeah, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks, yeah, guys. Um, going back to the Latrell Sprewell, if you missed our one year anniversary, you missed us talking about Harold Miner. It happened. We got to do it. Well, then you, I got to you, do it. You told me all about his life. And I... Pushing and pushing and pushing. And it was only five minutes. Right. And we could have done this after the first night. We really could have. But, you know, now, now you brought up Latrell Sprewell. Maybe we'll get to them. I don't know if we have time later. But... Why are, I, wait, hold on. I've figure got, that out. I, Let's not worry about that. I thought we were able to do this every episode now. So I have a whole thing ready. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll see. I mean, we got a lot I've to go it. over. It's in the notes. We, we, the yeah, notes, yeah you know. we've got it there. But you know, it's been a while since uh, since I've seen you and 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 Jeremy. We're all here together. I, I wanted to catch up. I wanted to catch you up. Uh, Dover and I got a new video game. It's called Horizon okay. Zero Dawn. It is on the PlayStation Four. Uh, it is about a cave woman in the far future who fights robot dinosaurs. It's great. Just uh, great. It's it, wow. Yeah, uh, low-key might be the best game I've played in, like, eight years. Wow. All right, that, that's a bit of an exaggeration because the eight years is the only time I've, like, legitimately been playing video games in my also, life. Also, Borderlands is in that time. Yeah, because Borderlands is in there, and I love Borderlands. It's just a shooter. There we go. It's real fun. You're just really into the sports games, right? You, you don't venture far out from that's that. That's it. I would play the 2014 version of NCAA football because they haven't made a new one yet, and Shoot that's laces. it. That's the only one that I play. Denard Robinson. What are you going to do? Yep. He's that still is, running with his shoes untied on the cover of that video game. That's the only reason I know that man's name still is because he's on the cover of the final NCAA football ever made. Fingers crossed that there's a new one. I doubt Sometime. it. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it, too. What do you, what man, do you think? What do you think, Dover? I've heard talks. You've heard there's talks? Rumors. Okay. They have to get over the lawsuits. Yeah. I will bet you five guys that it does not happen in the next a two years. A classic hack a chat bet, but I still have not paid. Right. That's true. It's okay. Still we'll get there. Guys. Yeah. How it, hold on. How is it that like one of our first bets was actually about uh, Michael Beasley? Like that was our, that was that five guys bet was that Michael Beasley sure was, was. going to get a non-veteran minimum contract. And he did. And he gave yeah. Drew. That was phenomenal. I should have thought about that when the summer of money in the NBA came through and everyone was getting huge contracts. Oh. I was not thinking the game you were. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you saw Biz McBeamba got paid. And we all know how that worked out. Not great. Yeah. I'm going to go business. ahead and just sit Biamba here and business. be quiet. <laughs> Biamba quiet. I am 
Because I have nothing to say about any of that. Because because you 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 went in too soon on that one. Let's not let's not let's not yeah, talk about that. We got all this whole bunch of stuff to talk about. How, you want to get to it? You want to get to basketball? Yeah, let's jump right in. Let's hit it. And here we go. We're gonna start with some bad news because then the rest of the show will be fun, right? Let's start with the bad stuff. Go to the good stuff. Get it out of the way. Here's the bad news. Joel Embiid is not going to see the NBA court anymore this season. Which is a bummer. It, it, it's a big bummer. Um, Joel Embiid was not just a phenomenal basketball player, but just a fun person to watch. Like, if, if you've ever listened to somebody, like, I, I have a buddy. I'm not into wrestling. I don't, I don't like professional wrestling. It doesn't hook me. I'm not saying that professional wrestling is bad. And I'm not saying that the people who like it are bad. I'm just saying it doesn't, it doesn't scratch the itch for me. It's not for me. I get it. But I have a buddy who loves professional wrestling. His name's Alex. And I could listen to him talk about it for hours. Because when there's somebody who is passionate about something, somebody who loves something, it doesn't matter if you're into it or not. You can get into it because of them. Joel Embiid has so much fun. It does not matter that the 76ers are bad. It does not matter that the rest of the team is unwatchable. I will tune in just for him on the floor. And this really sucks. Yeah, and we've talked about this to start the year. And you watched it night one of the NBA. The, the 76er fans were just enthralled with watching this young guy play. And he's healthy and he can play. Even though he's going to be on a minutes restriction. Even though he's not going to be able to play back-to-backs. We finally have him playing. This was like the whole thing that we did. This is the guy we kind of did it for. The process. And now man. he's not able to do it for the rest of the season. On top of that, one of the other guys they went all in for on this, Ben Simmons, there was kind of a hope that he might come back and play mm. a little bit to start the second half of the year. Again, shut down for the rest of the year from what I have read so far. And yep. Yep. you just have all of this energy and all of this stuff that's going into the 76ers organization and then these blows come out and just kind of drain the tank of what's yeah. happening that's exciting there. But yeah, there's always next year, right? Yeah, well, th- there is always next year. They they did end up getting rid of Nerlens Noel, which having Joel Embiid go out and now Nerlens is gone, uh, now you get to see how much Jaleel Okafor can go for on the trade market. This is like right. his his showcase at this point. If you right. can't get a first rounder out of Jaleel Okafor after this season, you're not going to. No. It's just not going to happen. So It's just not going to happen. Jaleel Okafor, come on. We're rooting for you. We, we want, want you, you to, to do well. Put some numbers up, man. We want you to do it. We know you're capable. We're rooting for the 76ers. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, um, I think that this is, is bigger for uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, again, first off, two years without being able to play, that's got to be horrible. And this year's yeah. been going back and forth. And when he's been on the floor, he's been awesome. He's been great. Yes. I don't, I don't think that he's going to get the um, accolades that he might deserve. But we can talk about that later. We, we don't have to talk about that now. Let's. Yeah. The thing, that, the thing that's most concerning is I, I saw today uh, on SportsCenter before we started it. Greg Oden played double the amount of games in the first three seasons 
than Joel Embiid has played in his first three seasons, and that makes oh. me really scared. Oh, that just gives me heartburn. Oh, yeah, man. it makes me really scared. Because... Yeah, that's that's not good. And and no. trust me, Dover and I have been following Greg Oden for as yeah. long as he has been sitting in the second row for the Ohio State men's basketball team this year, which yeah. Dover loves watching, by the way. Dover gets really excited when he goes, oh, there's Greg. I know Greg. Yeah. Right, Dover? Oh, yeah. Also, uh, Greg moved to the first row. He moved to the first row. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Wow. He, well, first off, that's a pain in the butt because who's going to be able to see over him? Not many people. Joel that, Embiid. Joel Embiid. He's, he's on the end. Yeah. Though. He's on the end. All right, so it's fine. Awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah, Just that's some bad news. Show, but, wait, that's not, like, the real big bad news. There's, yeah, the real big bad news, big bad news uh, the all-star going out, Kyle Lowry, wrist surgery. And this yeah. this is going to be really tough. Um, they just got P.J. Tucker. They just got uh, Serge Ibaka, of course. Now, this is a chance for those guys to step up. But here's the thing. In the playoffs... They're going to have to all play together. They're going to be able to gel. And if he's coming back, I mean, the timeline looks like either like a week before the playoffs or in the first round is relatively winning. I mean, you're not going to get two to three games at the end of the year to try and gel with new teammates, especially if you're looking to make a run to the finals, if not at least the conference finals. This really sucks for the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you were kind of hoping that you're gonna get these last 25 games or so to really let these guys play together, get on right. the floor, get used to playing, um, and you're just not gonna get that now. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be like a crash course going right into first round, and they've already kind of slid a little bit. DeRozan's doing his best to keep them afloat, but you're not gonna have that time to gel. Can we like talk about Demar Derozan? Demar Derozan might be Kobe Bryant. It's very possible. Like I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's on the same level as Kobe, but he's playing like it right now. It's awesome. I absolutely love it. If you liked Kobe, if you liked watching Kobe, first off, it probably wasn't from his actual style of play. But if you like that, go watch Demar Derozan because yeah. imagine him in a yellow jersey, and it's near the same thing. Well, we almost had it. It's great. He almost the the talk all summer was he's gonna go in LA and kind of right. take the shooting guard helm from from Kobe but uh he's he's what's keeping them going right now mm-hmm. and it's sad because we've we've pretty much spent all season under the impression that it's just going to be Cavs Warriors right. in the finals and then all of these moves kind of took place to really challenge these two teams and some of the moves that have been been made we aren't really going to get to see that because of injuries we're not right. going to be able to see those teams really step to the Cavs and challenge mm-hmm. which is not fun right. or step to the Warriors and challenge because I'd rather see really good basketball than just two teams rolling over everybody. Absolutely. Um, oh, wait, we're, yeah, Lowry going out. There's was... a really, really big injury we need to talk about. I know talking about wanna... hard things is sometimes difficult, I but I really think we need to talk about the really big injury that took place. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. This like, week. I so don't want to. But I think the the first part of you know the first part of this is just acceptance. Let's get it out there. Let's right. talk about it. Do I have to say it? I think you should say it. I think okay. you're the first step is you saying it. I think we should just get it out there. <sighs> Kevin Durant got hurt. Yeah, he did. He's not. He feeling, did get hurt. He's not. He's not good. His knee. He did. It is not it's good. Sad. Well, good news. There is good news. 
Is there is. is there really good news? Because you have a Hall of Fame player in his peak, and and he's out. This is butts. Like this is. I hate this. Not only not only because a I am a Warriors fan, but b I am a fan of excellent basketball, and that is right. all he has done all year. He Very has true. played excellent, excellent basketball. Correct. And I know you love Durant, and I know Dover loves do. Durant, and everyone in the league should love Durant, minus the people who think that whatever about him joining the Warriors. This sucks. Yeah, this is not. All right, what I we feel want. a little better now. You should. Um, good news, though, is yep. MRI results have come back. Mm-hmm. It's not a torn ACL. It's not a completely, you know, he's not, his, his knee has not been just completely ruptured, all the tendons, ligaments, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks to be a grade two MCL sprain. There was no fracture, which they originally thought. Yeah, that would have been real bad which would have been very bad, which would have been shut it down for the rest of the year. And, and now at least it's just been downgraded to a bone bruise, which means there is the possibility that four weeks from now, they're going to reevaluate and he will be able to start basketball activity, which so, is an exciting thing because yeah. that's right around, you know, playoff time, mm-hmm. which we hope he gets back in the fold for because it, we're, this is the most exciting time of the year. We're coming down the home stretch. We're about to get to playoff basketball. Right. And, one of the league's best stars who made a jump to a really great team is looking like he's not going to be able to play. And it's discouraging. It's disheartening. And I just, I miss players at the height of their game playing at the highest level. And if we're not going to get that from Durant, it's going to be really sad. Yeah. But uh, I was hoping that, that that's know, gonna be the nice. guys in um, San Fran are working on that knee and doing what they can do to get it back up to speed and, get him back on the floor and playing this playoff time. And there's two sides of this coin. You can look at a first off uh, because of this um, Draymond clay and Steph have played like a combined, like 200 less minutes this year than they did last year up to this point. So they're a little bit fresher, you know, maybe they can pick up a load, but what you don't have any longer is Harrison Barnes. You don't have Bogut. You don't have Festus Azili. Guys they depended on in the past. Um, you, you know, now, I mean, you're going to have Ian Clark taking some of those minutes. They they picked up Jose Calderon as kind of like a, a, a Steph Curry insurance policy, which weird, but still. Um, and they had to drop him so they can go and get Matt Barnes. Which earlier in the, I'm glad I said Harrison Barnes when talking about this now because earlier I kept calling Matt Barnes Harrison Barnes because I got because it's Warriors I got confused but we're good I nailed it this we're good. time we we did it and so Live show. um I mean you're gonna have to you know Andre Godala see what's left in the tank there for him to take some of those minutes um, if they're gonna play you know some of their younger guards and and move Clay to the three I don't know this is gonna be weird it's gonna be strange. But I think they'll stay afloat. I, I, you know, they're only three games up in the loss column on the on the Spurs. So we'll see what happens with the with the one seed. But I'm not too worried yet. Let's see a few games first, then I'll get worried. The thing, the thing we forget because of Durant showing up in in Golden State is we have the unanimous MVP, reigning MVP on the roster. Right. <laughs> You know, like, it's so funny how we've just forgotten 
I mean, right. shoot, I did it last week when I was talking about the All-Star stuff. Like, do, do guys really think Steph's an alpha? Uh, was what I was saying, which right. was a joke for me. But, like, we forget, like, he was the unanimous MVP mm-hmm. last season. I think they'll True. be okay. Now, the thing that's going to be hu- tough is some of that resting and some of those minutes that they kind of shave so the guys can rest a little bit within games. Mm-hmm. You may have to change a little bit. Yeah. But I, I don't think the Warriors are going to panic. I don't think they're a franchise that says we have to have the number one seed. We have to be the number one seed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think the teams are going to go through in the West are all caliber teams, so I think it's kind of just pick your poison. Right. Um, and I, I don't think the Warriors are going to panic. Um, they may they may not be as smooth going down the home stretch, but I don't think that – and even if they do lose the one seed, it's not like their their season is over. Mm-hmm. Um, you're all, you're going to have to go all through all of these teams – to get to the championship anyway. So, right, exactly. It think, doesn't matter when you're going to face him. You're going to have to face him. Here's the crazy part still is that Matt Barnes is going to be in this roster. Can you yeah. just like picture that? Can you picture well, that thing, world? Well, the thing that's more exciting is JaVale McGee is also on the roster. That's so, so true. So those two guys on the same team is going to be really <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, oh that's going to be the fun part about what's happening with Matt Barnes. I just feel like those two guys are just going to really hit it off and be best buds and oh, do really wait. fun stuff. That's going to be awesome. It's weird yeah. to imagine like specific players on different teams. Um, like, can you let's, let's go into this mindset. I, you know, we've talked about injuries. That's garbage. Let's get away from that. Let's talk about some yeah. of the buyouts that we had. And, yeah. and I, I just want to, um, like, we had buyout season. We did. Picture. Which is really cool that that's become a thing, right? Right. Like that's like a really important thing. It's like mm-hmm. you've got All-Star Weekend, trade deadline, and then buyout season, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, and you had play, you had teams uh, working so they could get money for that buyout season. And uh, one, of, one of the teams that worked really hard to make sure that they had enough money was the Washington Wizards. Picture the Washington yeah. Wizards. With Brandon Jennings coming off of the bench. Can you just, Brandon Jennings, all of the craziness that he has been a part of. What, is he a one guard? Is he a two guard? Now he's playing for the Wizards. Imagine that happening. Okay, that's happening. That's real life. That's actually actually, That's That's real. Brandon Jennings is playing for the Wizards, which is awesome. And I'm super excited for. You have, for the first time in the Washington Wizards, you have Brad Beal insurance. Yep. I'm super excited. And I'm going to talk about this later, too, because the, the Wizards bench has been a big subject for me this year. It so has been. We'll, we'll get to that in a we'll bit. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But it's really cool to see Brandon Jennings moving on from the New York Knicks. It is great to see him getting away from that situation. Yeah, it's a bad, bad situation. Really Nobody's bad situation. There. So it's good to see. Mm-hmm. You know, guys are like, well, I went out of here, so I'm out of here. So, right. wait, wait. So, there's other buyout stuff. Yeah, there was some more. What are, yeah, but, give us some more. I mean, just like hypothetically speaking, just like yeah. what if, what if, what if the Oklahoma City Thunder could get a guy playing the guard position with so much finals experience? Like, he, he played in three finals. He's got rings. Imagine, imagine them getting Norris Cole. You know, maybe not the biggest name. That's, that, that's, that's real life. That's actually happening. That happened. They got Norris Cole, yeah. which I love. That's a big get for them, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I mean, they trade, when they, so they trade away Cameron Payne right. to get Taj Gibson and Doug McDermott, which uh, last night um, that team went berserk mode from three against the Utah Jazz to start right. the game with 12 for 12 from three to start the game. And Dougie McDermott, which I like to call him Mr. Douglas McBaskets because he's I an adult now. Yeah, he's an adult and I don't know him. So <laughs> call him by a nickname. It's like, hey, dude, what's up, Dougie McBaskets? I don't know you. Hello, Mr. Douglas McBaskets. Let's have a conversation. Would you like some tea and crumpets? That's what I like. That's how the, that's a conversation I would have with him. I really but, want him to, if you came up and said, Mr. McBaskets, he goes, no, call me Doug. Mr. McBaskets is my father. Like that's that would be line. incredible. Solid right? line. So, yeah. I feel like we've missed out on all these jokes because people just do the low hanging fruit of he's Dougie McBuckets. Nope. Also, the thing that the people in, in Chicago never capitalized on was Chicago is where McDonald's Corporation is, and they could have very easily done a Dougie McNuggets, McDonald's McNuggets, um, <laughs> small local advertising thing. They Something never did there, it, yeah. and it made me so angry. That's well, besides the point. But anyway, Norris Cole yeah. does play for the Thunder now. Right. Wow. And so, well, and that's the thing is, it, it, I, I think at this point, Norris Cole is at the same level that campaign is now. I mean, or, or just a half step under them. But to be able to get the pieces like Taj Gibson, to be able to get the pieces like Doug McBuckets, and you still have a point guard who has a lot of experience in big moments, like, yeah. That's well worth the trade at this point. If you look at those two things together instead of but just in, re- in a vacuum. And in reality, you only, you only, re- only need Norris Cole for 20 games so because right. Russell Westbrook's going to play every minute of every playoff game. He's not coming oh. out of the game. Oh, so he's, he's, he's going to play 50 minutes a game. Yeah. And that's before Even overtime. Playing 48. Yeah, yeah, that's before overtime. Absolutely. Exactly. He's going to be great. <laughs> um, so, that's incredible yeah, so that's, to think about. That, that happened. But wait, there's a really exciting one that happened that right. I think well, is worth – I just want you to I want you to picture this as well. Just imagine the Cleveland Cavaliers. Think of close your eyes. Close your eyes. Think about the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you're driving, open your eyes. Don't oh, do this. No, if you're yeah, driving. road. Pay attention yeah. to the road. But if you're please. not, if you're just watching this on YouTube, close your eyes. Imagine the championship winning Cleveland Cavaliers. What if they got a big man to fill their hole from Birdman going out? who is not just a viable number one overall pick, but a guy who played against you in the finals for the last two years. So he knows the other locker room. And after all this time of LeBron demanding a playmaker, you out and go out and get a guy who is a gold medalist, multiple-time all-star, all-NBA guy in Darren Williams. Imagine... Okay, don't imagine anymore because that's real yeah, life. They actually went happened. and got Darren Williams and Andrew Bogut, which you know, you know how I talked about how I was mad or upset about the whole Durant thing. Bogut going to the Cavs absolutely pisses me off. <laughs> Tell me, <laughs> just why. makes me livid. I I just first off, it feels like one of those. I remember. This is this is this is a reference to something that nobody will understand. Um, the Wings about ten years, nine years ago, the Wings and the Penguins played each other in the Stanley Cup two years in a row, and Marion Hosa 
was out there. He's an old, great player. Uh, he's old now, but he was still an older guy in the league at that point. Um, this is in the end shot. This is hockey, by the way. He went to the Penguins because he wanted to try to win a ring. And the Penguins lost to the Red Wings. And he's like, oh, screw that. I'll go to the Red Wings. And he went to the Red Wings. And then he lost to the Penguins in the Stanley Cup like two years in a row. I... I want Bogut to be the guy that switched teams and lost again so bad because that is such a, a dick move. I hate this. <laughs> well, I, I think, I mean, is it payback though? Because ultimately they didn't bring him back into the fold to make room for Durant to show up. Right. 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 So is it really on him or is it, him kind of like his, hey, you guys didn't want me anyway. I'm going right. to go join them. So, yes and no. Uh, now, it's not official yet, so we don't, I mean, but the Cavs have released Jordan McRae mm-hmm. so they can make room to, to sign Andrew Bogut. Yeah, this so, is reports alleged, pretty, but it's pretty much going to happen. It's pretty much going to happen. Uh, I love it for Cleveland. Um, here's what it does for Cleveland is playing pickup hoops, um, you kind of show up to the, you know, the gym and there's usually a group of guys that's a little older, not as athletic, but just kind of know how to play. And somehow those guys always get on the same team and win all the games. And you're like, wait a second, we've got younger guys that are more athletic, that are faster, that just kind of like are better athletes right now. How are these older guys beating us? And mm. this is what this team is, is you have one young buck, in Kyrie Irving and everyone else is kind of seasoned veterans and they're just going to know how to play. Right. And they're not going to do too much and they're not even fully healthy yet. So right. when you get this whole team ready, you're going to have 12 legitimate guys that could play minutes in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, they've just gone from the, Hey, we're gonna have a bunch of veterans that know how to play that don't need to overdo it. And we've got two guys that can really just take over games and a bunch of guys that can shoot. So good luck. And it, it allows I, them to be really versatile, which oh yeah, is the thing insane. that it does is it allows them to have an answer for pretty much Everything. anything anyone throws yeah. at them. Yeah. Um. So it's like, all right, you guys want to go small? We can go small. Um. Uh, Isaiah Thomas just hit a three to go up two with forty seconds left in the Cavs Celtics game right now. Sorry, I've got <laughs> it on in the background. It's pretty exciting. Um. But yeah, so you've got you've got a team that can match up with just about anything, and I think it is going to be. Good. And, and this what it allows them to do is you know, you get to kind of take the last 20-some 20, 20 games and let Braun rest a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's a good move for the Cavs, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And, uh, they're it, gonna, I think it's just going to bolster what's already a kind of feeling like, oh, this is the team that's going to come out of the East. I hate it, but I, I love D. Will going there. They've been yamming around for a playmaker, and, I mean, he's – it's not like he's getting three points a game. I mean, he was going 13 and seven for the Mavs this year. So, right. I mean, in the limited role, he'll be great. So, um, they're going to be awesome. They've always, the Cavs have been awesome. We, we know all about these older guys. We like to go back and check on the young bucks. We like to see who's making a name for themselves early in the league, who is going to get themselves into the I was talked about on Hack-A-Chat Club. But before you're allowed in the club, especially these young guys, we got to make sure you're legit. We got to make sure that you can get in. Can I see your ID? Can I see your ID? Can I see your ID? We got to check some IDs. I'm starting with Juan Hernan Gomez. And if you don't know who that is, it's different 
from Willie Herman Gomez. Uh, and I found people? if you just mumble quickly, nobody knows if you mispronounced it. Juan Herman Gomez, he played. Uh, he, he played. He is playing for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he obviously he's a, he's a forward, and he's taken some of those minutes that that Yusuf Nurkic left behind. Um, he's actually doing some good work with it. Uh, he's shooting forty two percent from three. In his last state, he's going seven, eight, and one and one. So he's he's getting up there. I'm sorry, in eight minutes a game, my apologies. He's going uh, seven points. He's getting about four rebounds. Got a steal and assist in there. He's playing well. He's a kid. He's getting his first minutes ever, but he's a big guy who's shooting threes. Awesome. Which is a which is a commodity in the league. Also, his last name is Hernan Gomez, which is another last name of another young guy in the league. And it made me very, very confused at the beginning of the year because I thought that they were the same person. Because no way in the world there are two people with the last name of Hernan Gomez. And now you've learned it. And now we've done it. And now we're moving on to Jalen Brown's subtle transition. Uh, Jalen Brown is a guy that I had picked preseason to be the rookie of the year. Um had very high hopes for him. He's yep. been okay. Yep. Um, but since the All-Star break, he's kind of coming into his own. Uh, in those first three games back, he had 13 points, 13 points, and 15 points. Um, in the last 10, he's averaging 10 uh, and shooting 52% from the field. Um, and defensively, he's a monster. Uh, right. he, we're looking for, I mean, especially in the league, you're looking for guys that can guard multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty much one through three. Right. And look and, and and has the build at six seven two twenty to possibly even go down to some of those undersized fours when teams go mm-hmm. small ball. Like I know tonight in the the game against the Cavs, he was playing LeBron in the post um, and holding his own. So the offensive game is coming. Uh, the defensive game is kind of already there because him being around guys like Marcus Smart, um, uh, Jay Crowder, I feel like is really pushing him to really focus on that side of the ball and be just a kind of a junkyard dog mm-hmm. and. Um, not take anything from anybody. And those are two good guys to learn that from. Um, excited for where this is going to go to end of the year. He's going to get playoff minutes. And Jalen Brown, I uh, really like him. A young guy checking in. Let him yeah. into the club. J- Jalen Brown. Might be of age. We'll let him into the club. We'll put one of those little X's on his hand. Yeah, I think that's what we, they do at the clubs, right? I don't know. I don't go to I clubs know. often. I, yeah, I don't know. There's a place on on, in, on campus called Bullwinkles, uh, and it's the scariest place I've ever been in my life. Uh, two people got in a fight um, about 10 feet away from me, and then two people got engaged about 10 feet away from me. And that happened in a span of 15 minutes. Uh, and it was horrible, and I never went back ever again. Um, so I don't go to clubs. I don't know. I just have this hypothetical club here where we talk about all these young guys, Jalen Brown being an awesome young guy to talk about. He's going to be in that rookie of the year conversation right now, I think because of what happened with Joel Embiid. I think we, we started talking about this earlier. I think we need to elongate this conversation a little bit. Let's keep talking. Let's keep talking by Kid Runner. Check out Body Language. It's their EP. It's on iTunes and Spotify. Let's keep talking about this Rookie of the Year conversation because it's interesting. Um, if you've looked at the numbers, like a thousand people have put up on Twitter or SportsCenter or NBA TV or whatever, he's played like over, Joel Embiid has played like over 7,000 minutes. 
Um, the lowest number of minutes a rookie of the year has ever gotten is over four, just over 14,000, which was by uh, both Vince Carter and um, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving got roughly that amount. Uh, so that's double what Joel Embiid has now. Also, those were in lockout years, so don't really count. And right. the fact that he is half the minutes then, I don't think he has a chance. How many games has he played? Like 30? 30, 31. 31, 31 games? games this season. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah. I thought this would be fun to make case for uh, who should win Rookie of the Year. Um, mine is actually going to go to his teammate. Dario Saric. I um, like it. He has made a big impact uh, already, which which really sticks. Had Joel Embiid not been the story for the 76ers, um, every time we brought up the 76ers, they would be like, well, you know, they have Dario Saric playing well, and then they would move on to the next thing. Now it's, well, Joel Embiid is in and out or whatever. Oh, they also have Dario Saric. He's like the next note. He is going to be the note. He is going to be the guy. He's going to rack up a lot of... Uh, bad team, so good stats. Um, I mean, this is what Michael Carter-Williams did a few years ago. Exactly. He wasn't great, but he was on a bad team and he got a lot of stats. Uh, I think Dario Sarch is a really good uh, path to doing this. Now, he's got to do it over the next 20 games. He hasn't proved it yet, but what I've seen so far and now the opportunity that he has with Joel Embiid going out, I'm thinking Sarich. Dan, you talked about Jalen Brown. Do you think that Jalen Brown has potential to be Rookie of the Year? Well, that's the hard thing is, at, at this point, who do you really turn to as a guy that can really live up to the rookie of the year, you know, kind of bid? Right. With, I mean, so, so you've got, I mean, I mean, Jalen Brown is playing for a really good team, getting minutes on a really mm-hmm. good team. He's only averaging six a game. Right. Um, you have a guy like Brandon Ingram, who is playing for a, a Lakers team that is not producing. Right. Um, Scoring eight a game, getting four boards, two assists in twenty-eight minutes. Right, like, uh, but uh, yeah, is that really the rookie <laughs> of the year? Uh, outside of that, I mean, if you have, if, if you ask Vivek Ranadive, it's Buddy Heald. Yeah, but true. You're not, but he, he doesn't vote. Right, um, thank goodness. Thank not goodness. yet, at least. <laughs> um, um, so, well, who, I mean, who would uh, your pick the be? Thing, the thing I've got to say, even in those thirty-one games, the most impactful rookie this season has been Joel Embiid. I, I think I got to stand tight with Fair. with that as who it's going to be, in my opinion. Um, it's tough for me. It, it is tough to look past the the small amount that he's played. We touched on it earlier. He hasn't played back-to-backs. Right. Um, but when he was on the floor, mm-hmm. he had a positive plus-minus with the 76ers. <laughs> they were a positive team when he was on the floor. That's very true. That That's very true. That in and of that itself happen. is enough for me to just give that man an award, period. It doesn't have to be the Rookie of the Euro, but he deserves some kind of award. Well, um, and here's the thing now is we can go back to this process. Imagine if they get like a top pick. They go get a guard. What if they go get like Malik Monk from, uh, uh, from Kentucky? Like what if they get that guard? Well, the and coolest that's thing your could team. be is, what if the Lakers pick falls outside the top three? They could get two top ten picks, possibly. They could get two top six picks. Exactly. And that, I mean, that I mean, even though kind of everyone's thought the Celtics pick is going to be the number one pick, 
it could very well go to them, and then they get a guy like Markel Fultz, and you get the point guard you've kind of waited for. Right. So well, and 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 that number one pick. I mean, they have a twenty five percent chance of getting the number one right. overall pick. Like it's not yeah. like it is the best bet, but literally there's a seventy five percent chance that it is not the number one overall pick, and they could right. easily go to the seventy sixers with. With, with, with their opportunity, with, with how bad their team is going to be going forward. That, I think, is just as valuable that Joel Embiid has done this. I mean, imagine I agree. that. So, um, my, I mean, another guy that I think should be in the conversation, I really like what Michael Brogdon's doing. Yeah. I think that, especially where they got him in the draft, the fact yeah. that he has stepped up the way that he has, I mean, putting in a lot of minutes for them, Sure, he's getting like 11 points a game and he's only shooting, what is it? Like, four, I mean, 44% from the floor, not too bad. He's shooting 42% from three. Which That's is incredible. Awesome. Is, that, is that really what he did at Virginia? Exactly. And so he's changed his game to work with the Bucks very, very well. And I think that's very deserved. I mean, he's obviously going to get an all rookie nod. Um, no question. Yeah. I think he'll be in the conversation for rookie of the year. Um, if. It's going to be really difficult, though. I mean, this this class has not been the class that we've seen in the past. Well, so the thing that you've missed is the guy that was the headliner of the class had Ben Simmons not playing all season. So True. I think if, I think if he plays this year again, kind of the good stats, bad team, mm-hmm. he would have put up monster stats alongside Joel Embiid. Right. Um, so, but hey, next season he's got a shot to kind of be that rookie of the year in what could be one of the best rookie classes we've seen in a while. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see how they shape up. We'll see, you know, what they're going to look like in the future. There are a lot of teams right now that are fighting for playoff spots. And so right. I wanted to go into one of our favorite, favorite segments that we haven't done in a while to talk about playoff stuff. Let's go for some There It Is, There It Ain't. There it is. Thank you, Lawrence. It's back. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, we're going to be talking mainly about playoff implications uh, for certain teams. We've got about a month and a half or so, le- less than that, left before the playoffs are starting. Teams are ramping up for that final push. And I want to go back to the Wizards. because we, I initially talked about Brandon Jennings. And earlier in the season, I discussed something that I really liked. In the preseason is where I want to go back to. Let's go back to the preseason. We've done this before when we've gone into our way back machine. We're going to go way back, all the way to October, for us talking about Aaron Sorkin lines and the Washington Wizards bench. Uh, Every other player that is on this roster is not a six or a seven or maybe even an eight in a regular rotation. Uh, this is my M night twist here. This team is going to be last in the league in bench scoring because the guys, the next guy up for when Brad Beal gets hurt, not if, but when Brad Beal gets hurt is Marcus Thornton. Great. Uh, you're not, I mean, another guy you have coming in is Andrew Nicholson. I mean, are you really going to put that much on Eon Mahimi for y- your bench scoring? Like I, I, I don't believe in this bench at all. Uh, I think they're going to be, I, out of the top 10 in the East and they're going to be last in bench scoring. It's going to be awful. I think you're exactly right. Uh See, that's what I had to say about the wizards in the preseason. Their bench was a mess. Now some good things that have happened. Kelly Oubre is playing well. 
Didn't yes. expect that. He's been uh, actually very good on both sides of the floor. Well, he's been good on both sides of the floor. They went and got Bojan Bogdanovic, which um, as of NBA professional. Like, tonight, he got something like 24 points. Um, he may have gotten more. I'm going to look it up right now. He got 27 points. He shot 9 of 12 from the floor, 6 from 7 from 3. But it makes sense that he got out of NBA purgatory. Like, they let him play on a real NBA franchise and not the right. Brooklyn Nets. So it makes sense. And, and, the, and the Wizards beat the Raptors, which is what I, this implication is going towards. And they got Brandon Jennings. They have three guys on their bench who can actually play ball, which at the beginning of the season, it was half of one. The Washington Wizards getting a three seed. There it is. Very nicely done. There it is. That was like really late. I like, I did this whole build and I was like, and then you didn't do it. And so I thought you would do it right after I did. There it is. And then, and then it just fell apart, Jeremy. I thought you. It was a pregnant pause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone was on the edge of their seat, like, ooh, are they going to do it? And then we did it. Also, I just thought this position was really funny for you. Okay. You know what? You know what? Fair. Anyways, the Wizards are going to get a top three seed because John Wall and Bradley Beal, first off, are both healthy. Somebody knock on wood. Knock on wood, Dover. It's right there. Thank you. Um, they're actually playing really, really well because they're able to stay on the floor, uh, which is amazing. They, they've defied all of my expectations, and now they have people who can come relieve some of the stress that they can actually trust on their bench. And that is is amazing and is something i never thought was going to happen now here's the thing they have one point guard and it's john wall and that's it and if john wall goes out they're done but if they're playing anyway i mean he's that important to that true true um i think they're going to get the top a top three seed and they're going to be in the illustrious position of not having to play the Cavs in the second round which i mean you're going to have to play the Cavs anyway what doesn't matter what round you're playing them in, but still, yeah, you get an extra an extra two weeks before you have to play the Cavs if they do, in fact, make it that far. That was my first there it is in a while, and it felt good. I want to do. I can can we hit it again, Dover? Watch the Washington Wizards getting a top three seed. There it is. Ah, feels good. Feels good. I like it. We're gonna keep it in Damn, the east. What do we got? We're gonna keep it in the east uh, with Isaiah Thomas in fourth quarters. Uh, something we have not touched on here yet on Hack and Chat, which is ridiculous. Isaiah- which is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I feel guilty that we've done this. No, it's uh, it's, it's both of our faults. But yes, it's it happening. Um, yes, so hacky chat. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, fourth quarters. There it is. Why do you keep doing it? There it is. <laughs> uh, so Isaiah Thomas is averaging 10.4 points per game in fourth quarters this season. It leads the NBA. Something with playoff implications in mind. He is going to be important for them down the stretch in playoff games. The question is going to be, can he show up in those big moments in the fourth quarter with defenses, figuring it out in a seven-game series? The guy is unreal. If you have not watched Isaiah Thomas play in fourth quarters, it's really fun to see. It is incredible to watch this little guy who's kind of got these herky-jerky moves that somehow gets himself into the paint, gets around big guys and lays it in. And then only that, but steps back and just hits dagger threes. Um, So Isaiah Thomas, fourth quarters, Dover, run it back. There it is. Better timing. So, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, 
fourth quarters, going to be important in the playoffs for the Boston Celtics as they look to be a top three seed in the East. Love it. Uh, the Boston, <laughs> I never expected that out of Isaiah Thomas. Last year when we were doing our preseason stuff, uh, we went to um, you know our, our, our different awards that we were choosing, and one of them was Sixth Man of the Year, and you had picked Isaiah Thomas to win Sixth Man of the Year, and I go, that's stupid. Of course he's going to win Sixth Man of the Year. And now he is one of the best point guards in the league, not just the second best on his team. Like, right, two-time All-Star now. Right, it's awesome. And I'm so happy for him and so happy for every kid who is looking up to Isaiah Thomas. Um, well, there's very few kids who can look up to Isaiah Thomas. True. Because he's short and they're looking down. But still, there are a lot of kids out there going, oh, he's my size, he's playing NBA ball, let's see if I can do this. Love that. Right. Um, yeah. Our first there and eight. Uh, I'm sorry, Boogie. I'm sorry, AD. Sorry, Brow. I, whatever you guys' nickname is now, Fire and Ice. New Orleans like Pelicans, there it ain't. There it ain't. They are not going to make the playoffs this year, which is really good for the Kings because yes, the Kings is. actually get a lottery pick. Now, it might be the 12th, 13th, 14th lottery pick, but a lottery pick nonetheless. I mean, they... It's been hard to see them play so well and everyone else on their team just be not good at basketball. Um, they, they, got, they depleted all of their guards. Uh, they, they don't have any wings that are worth a darn at this point. No. And, and the, they're already sitting, I mean, a, a couple games back from the Nuggets who aren't look like they're going to falter. The Thunder doesn't look like they're going to falter. The, the the Grizzlies don't. I mean, all of these teams that are in the top eight of the West right now look like they're fine. And Sacramento is struggling. And they have teams that uh, the Trailblazers have a lot of talent. They could easily get ahead of them. The Dallas Mavericks are starting to put it, get, put it together. They could easily jump ahead of them. Yogi Ferrell, I can't believe this. It's amazing. I'm so excited for him. He literally kicked Darren Williams out of Dallas. That's how amazing Dar- uh, Yogi Ferrell's been playing. They Can't have a contract, and, and now he is going to get paid this offseason. Right, and, and, and they have Minnesota right there. Like, they're not moving up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. I'm scared for the Pelicans and their future. I'm, I feel bad for their team, or not their team, their fans right now, because they're like, oh, wow, we have these two amazing guys and no one else. That must be really frustrating. Um, and nobody what? in front of them is, is going to falter enough, at least that they could jump up. They're just, they're just too far behind. But they've done something that every NBA fan would want if you're a part of like a kind of mediocre struggling team. You have two NBA studs right. on your team. And the hope is that you keep DeMarcus Cousins and sign him up long-term and you get somebody else that's a guard that wants to come play with him. And it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know that the, the playoffs are in the future this season for mm. the Pelicans, but if I'm a Pelicans fan, I'm feeling all right, this is not it just yet, but hey, we've got these two. Let's see what we can do from here. Right. Uh, they have a lot of... Yeah, but you're of, right. But you're right. It's a there day. It's definitely a there day. Yeah, the they have a lot of cap room coming up. Let's see what they do here in the offseason. But as far as the postseason, there it ain't. Dan, what do we got? And, and a there it ain't for me, which makes me really sad oh. because I had really high hopes for him coming into the season. Uh, Jabari Parker, 
happened a couple weeks ago, but he tore his ACL again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was averaging 20 points, six boards, was having just a phenomenal season. Um, I had picked him as the most improved player in the league, and he was really looking like that. Oh, yeah. and Absolutely. And now it's just really sad because at this point, that's two of them. And is it going to ever be the same for Jabari? I don't know that that's going to be the case. And you'd looked at that team as a playoff team with Giannis and Jabari going forward. And I don't know that that is ever going to be the duo that we had hoped it was going to be. So, again, playoff implications, Milwaukee probably not going to be in the fold. They're kind of in that mix to get into that eight spot. But without having Jabari in the fold, it's going to be really tough to move them into the playoffs. Yeah. So Jabari, Bar- Jabari Parker, torn ACL, there it ain't. There it ain't. I know you have a real quick there it is to finish up the segment. That's right, because I have to finish up on a positive note. Derek Williams, Cleveland Cavaliers start. There it is. There it is. Nice. He has been awesome. They signed him to a 10-day contract, uh, Mm -hmm. and he showed up and started playing really well, and they signed him to the rest of the season. Uh, He's he's getting 10.1 points per game, shooting 57% from the field in his last 10 games. Signed him up for the rest of the year. And him kind of being in the fold, playing that like three to four spot for the Cavs allows LeBron to rest a little more down the home stretch. So Derek Williams, there it is. There it is. And they made it really confusing because there are two guys on that team that are D-E-R Williams. So that's been fun. Yeah, he's been jumping around all sorts of different places. Uh, I mean, he was on the Timberwolves for a while, the Kings, uh, the Knicks, um, the Heat. He was on the Heat. And now he changed number with the Cavs. Like, he was number three, and now he's number 32. Whatever. Also, the people who are out there saying that Darren Williams picked number 31 because the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead, I want you guys to stop getting on Twitter for for the Lenten season has started. And I, I think you guys need a break. Because if you're still on that one joke, you, you need to, like, reset your sense of humor. Just, like, it needs it needs to be off of Twitter for a while. Stop looking at dank memes. Stop looking at Twitter, hashtags, whatever, and just let that joke go away for you because it's not funny anymore. But you know what is funny? Yeah. Our favorite segment. Oh, I don't ever find it funny. I find it incredibly entertaining and amazing. Hit it. Dover, it's time for our favorite segment. It is poorly timed, but it's keeping up with Chris Dapp. You're and the worst at this. That's okay. <laughs> How is that's this okay. your one job? <laughs> and you're like, I, you know what? Sometimes I don't hit the buttons on time. Literally, you're a percussionist. Like, your one job is to hit stuff on time. And this is the one thing you can't do for us. Oh, I can do it's it. It's a long time he's got to listen to our little drops <laughs> and things. So I get it. I get it. You know, listening's hard sometimes. But now it's time for our favorite segment. It's time for Keeping Up with Chris Stapps. <laughs> Look at that timing. And uh, not much to report because post-All-Star break, we had a real scare. We had a, uh, a sprained ankle from Chris Stapps. Mm-hmm. But it actually led him to walking back to the locker room during the middle of the game. And I was actually watching the game and was yep. very concerned for my favorite player in the NBA, Chris Stapps mm-hmm. Porzingis. But you know what? Good news. He's totally fine. Back into the fold. He had a cool 20 points, nine boards, and a win over the Orlando Magic tonight. So he's back into the fold, playing again. Didn't shoot it super hot from three, going two for seven. But he's back into the fold. The ankle's okay. And that was keeping up with Chris Stapps. Back to you, Chuck. 
it's like literally like he he, he does he this has, on another level like just hitting he's things us on doing time. I, there's a decent chance. Are you still talking about this? No, yeah, I am. Oh, the first one was throwing Charlie under the bus. On Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, question with Chris Epps Um, Do you think that he talked to Kyle O'Quinn about also not tucking in his jersey? Because they get out onto the court and they, like, it's already, they walk off the bench with untucked jerseys. And it's both of them now, and it's making the Knicks look weird. Well, I'm just disappointed that the conversation is about the untucked jerseys and not about growing a beard on Chris Stapps because <sighs> that's what needs to happen next. And Kylo Quinn is the man for the job. Oh, absolutely. Kylo Quinn teach Chris Stapps how to grow a full, thick adult male beard. I don't know that he shaves yet, but I don't know. when he does, I want to see a really thick Latavian. Thank you, <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Um, full, thick Latavian. beard. Latavian. Look, and not everybody can do it, Dan. I mean, you've got the full beard with us. Dover and I have nothing. It says it just doesn't happen. Keep it that way. And Unless so you keep it that way. You got to be our representative of the beard club, and we're just gonna we're just gonna piggyback on top of that. Uh, we've yeah. hit the end of our show. We love to do one thing. It's the end of our show. It's play some games. We're gonna kick it off with some trivia, some good old fashioned trivia from Gyro. What do we got? Yeah, just normal trivia question today. Good. I think we're both ready. Lay it on us. We are both ready. This NBA exhibition game holds the world record for attendance of a basketball game. The world record. World record attendance for basketball. It ball. Okay. Um, and I, have it's an, I have an idea of what it could be. Purely but. exhibition. And it's... I mean, you would assume it's an all-star game, but the way he made it sound, it sounded like it wasn't an all-star game. Um, and I have a really good feeling that neither of us are going to get this right. I don't um, think I'm going to get it right, but I, have, I at least have a guess. I don't, which is the really hard part of this. Um, well, uh, let's start with Dan. Give you a little more Okay, time. go ahead, Dan. Dan. Yeah, I'll go ahead and make a guess. Um, so as Yao Ming made it very big in the league, the NBA made an initiative to play games overseas in different places. And mm. I believe the Houston Rockets played the Shanghai Sharks in China. The Shanghai Sharks. Was nice. that a real thing? And if it was, that's my guess. Is the Houston Rockets playing the Shanghai Sharks? If not the Shanghai Sharks, a team from China. I don't exactly know. I think there was a game that took place in China with Yao Ming. That's well, my guess. And actually, I, w- I was leaning that way actually as well, which is weird. Um, I was thinking some sort of international game. Um, China has always been huge, and they, they've done that a lot. Um, but... I'm going to go with, can I, do I have, how specific do I have to be in my answer? Can I just say like, I think I set the precedent game? for how specific you need to be. Okay. Um, I, all right. I bet there was like, I think there was a preseason game like in the Philippines that everyone lost their crap over. I don't know who played in it. So if that is not a viable answer, then uh, I'm also wrong anyway. So uh, Gyro, are, what is the are, answer? You're both wrong. It was an all-star game. It was an all-star game. Oh! Okay, can we now guess what all-star game it is? Sure, go yes. ahead. Yes, um, 1987. Dan? 
I'm going to say 1980. No, 1990 on the button. No. What was it? 2010. 2010 farts. Where was it? Dallas Stadium. Oh. 108. Thousand people attended this game. Wow, Over I don't even remember that happening. People. I don't either. Most of wow. the All Star Weekend was held at um, the Mavericks Arena. That's right. That actual yes. game was held was at the played. stadium yeah. with a packed house of almost one hundred and ten thousand people, and that holds Pretty the cool. record for attendance for any basketball game of any level. Well, Pretty cool. Shoot. Um, I'm going to be honest, I just went with the 87 because I remember Orlando Blackman uh, yelling, confidence, baby, confidence, when he shot two free throws to force the game into overtime. Nice. He's just like, back, if look this up. Back when guys played for real during it's the amazing. All-Star game. He just, he's just shooting the free throw, and as he's shooting it, he goes, confidence, baby, confidence. And it, it's amazing. Look it up on YouTube. It's absolutely incredible. I just nice. wanted to be able to bring up that. Uh Another game that we love to play is our If It Hits, I'm a Genius. This is where we send out our bold predictions and see how they work. I've been a genius. Dover's been a genius. Dan is still working on it. Well, let's working. go over what we've talked about in our last few. I said that Bojan Vardanovic would get 18 points in each of his first three games. Now, his first one, he only got like two. In his second one, he got 16, so that was close. This one, he got 27 and I mistakenly said, not average, he gets 18 in each of them, which I still would have been short, but not as short. Um, right. It's a very the point good, holds. good effort at it. Yeah. I mean, it w- the point holds that he was going to do well off the bench. And he has. Yeah. Very good. Anyways, uh, I also yeah. felt very excited about the start of mine when the Kings won their first game post-All-Star break. Yep. It was feeling very confident. And then they proceeded to lose to the Hornets and the Timberwolves. So mm-hmm. Both by again, 14. Not a genius. Not a genius. Gyro, uh, he thought that Cousins was going to get thrown out of his first game. Uh, and that did not happen. But, 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 Cousins did get... A technical versus well, he, he wrapped up Stephen Adams, right? Yeah. Within like the first 30 seconds, which gave him his 18th technical, which he got suspended for. So yeah. it was close. Again, it was one of those where the point holds. You were right-ish, but you weren't a genius. Yeah. You're a very so smart you're like, man. You're like really smart. Right. But not, you didn't invent the rocket ship. So, right. like, you're close. Mm-hmm. Well, mine like this you're, week is you're like a state senator. Like you've seen Hidden there. Figures, right? You're <laughs> like the lady from Hidden Figures. Dover really likes yeah. Hidden Figures. It's, His it's mom really movie. liked Hidden Figures, too. We it's talked about movie. that yesterday. It was really yeah. good. Oh, by the way, Casey Affleck winning for Manchester by the Sea. Awesome. Love it. Totally agree. Loved the movie. Totally Loved on him. Board. Saw it on Christmas Day. Loved every second of it. Oh, man. It was really upsetting. And I, I hated everything. Anyways, this week... For if it hits, I'm a genius. Dan, where are we headed? Well, so I'm just I'm just turning into making outlandish comments at this point. So Ooh, I'm going to say uh, the Houston Rockets play the San Antonio Spurs uh, on three six this week. So coming up, uh, I'm going to say the Rockets score 135 points or more. Uh, this seems like one of those games where versus, versus Kawhi Leonard versus Kawhi Leonard. So here's my point in doing okay. this. I feel like the Rockets will do this thing where they'll get out real fast and they'll get up by like 20. And Popovich will be like, all right, punt, whatever. I don't care. 
this doesn't matter, hunt. <laughs> and then the Rockets won't stop, and they'll just keep shooting threes, which is what Sam Hinkie has said since they've started this, is we're just going to try to outscore everybody, and this is one of those games where they're just going to out try to just try to outscore the Spurs, Rockets score 135 or more. Well, what do you think? And, 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 you know, if you're putting in your, your quote-unquote backups, if you're at the Rockets and you're up by that much, uh, Lou Williams is not going to stop shooting anyway. No, he's so not. You, you've got I, – I like this one. This is going to be fun. Uh, you get a yes from me. Yes from Dover? Oh, yeah. Yes from Dover. Perfect. Um, I think Paul George uh, has been in the limelight for the wrong reasons recently. And with the opening out with – excuse me – Kevin Durant going out, I think he wants to make sure he's in the conversation for all NBA, and he's going to make a statement. Sunday, he's going to score 48 versus the uh, Ooh, Hey, Charlie, Hawks. we should ask him. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul, you are so tall. How did you get up there? How do you feel about scoring uh, 48 points? Ooh, uh, I think it's going to be uh, a pretty good matchup, and uh, you know like we just got to take every game uh, day by day. And uh, play our game, and uh, we'll see what happens. If it if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Thank you, Paul. Uh, that was a that was lot great. of cliches, uh, and you gave us no information, and I appreciate that. Dynamite dropping from Paul, though. Thank we you. We don't Paul. get those many. We don't get that that often on Haggard Chat. <laughs> well, and that and that's the beauty of having him come to every show is when we it need him, true. he's got it. Uh, yeah. Gyro, what are we thinking for if it hits? We talked about this earlier in the episode where the Cavs have Darren Williams. They just signed Darren Williams. And they're in the process of signing Derek Williams for the rest of the season. Right. I think uh, within the next week, LeBron's just going to get confused. <laughs> and Derek's not. He's just going he's gonna, to he's get off the team. We he's going to lose Derek Williams? Yeah. He's going to tell him to go yeah. away? Yeah. We can't have two. Look, two we've got Williams. Bogut now. I, I, I have too much going on. Please. Please we, step your away. names are too similar. We, we got to keep the veterans. <laughs> You're making this too difficult for me. There's yeah. no way that's happening. So absolutely yes. So absolutely is yes is my <laughs> all, my response also. Well, uh, we appreciate for you making it all the way through the episode. Here we go with some of our shoutouts. We have very important thegamehouse.com, haus.com. Make sure you check out all of their content with every sport you could ever imagine. They right now have their snow globe making uh, competition, the finals. Uh, they're going to have a coverage on the snow globe making uh, finals. It's going to be nuts. I'm really excited to see all of that action at thegamehouse.com, H-A-U-S. If you want to get a hold of us, Twitter, hack underscore uh, underscore chat. We're on Facebook. Just search Hack a Chat. If you want to email us, hackachat.tgh at gmail.com. Of course, give some love to Kid Runner. They're on Spotify. They're on iTunes. They're on Apple and the Googles and the, all the other stuff. They're amazing. They're going to be in Columbus on March 7th. I'm going to go see them. It's going to be a lot cool. of fun. Shout out to Kid Runner. Um, you know all of our stuff. Like the buttons. Subscribe. Hit iTunes. All of that. Share hey. it. We really appreciate it every single time. Hey. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, Dan. Hey, hey remember how successful Harold Minor Talk was last time? Yeah, it was ri- it was like three minutes of you saying, "Hey, this man's life is kind of sad, but not very sad." I but yeah, it. but but it's also it's turned out really well because he's not a statistic, right? He is he's a person. Done re- he's done really well post NBA life, which mm-hmm. is not so true about a lot of these guys. Hey, uh, since it went over so well, and I prefaced the the episode by saying we're gonna talk with Charles Spear. Well, oh, I've got a, a, another like five minute blurb. How are we doing on time? Can I go ahead and go through? We're and talk so to late. Charles well, so first off, 
I no, because th today went so nuts. First off, we didn't know that we were recording today, and then Dover's like, I'm going to Mount Gilead, and I was like, I can't You're even spell Gilead, right now, and then I was like, we're not going to do it, we'll do it tomorrow, and then I have a Blue Jackets game tomorrow, and we couldn't do it. And so we got all mixed up. I just want, we finished the show, let's just finish the show, and we'll see what happens next time. How's that? Next, so next episode? Ne next, next episode. Next episode, let's trust well. All right, Latrell Spiegel then. Until then, travel safe. Be good to one another. And you already know what it is. All out.